I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. We are the lads from the jungle. We'll support you till the end of the day. We're so happy. Thirty, ladies and gents, girls and boys, it is the Talk Talk Show here on a Monday night, three to nine. Uh, hope you're all right there in the cold. Uh, this show is sponsored by Ball Sports, principal sponsor of Birmingham City Football Club, along with the Garrison Coffee Company and M A Riley French Polishers, and of course, in conjunction with our good friends at Sassy Blues and everybody else out there, everybody, every single one, every person. No win for the Blues this week, ladies and gents. Uh, Coventry tomorrow night. Are we looking at the abyss? No, I don't think so. I just think that, uh, you know, change a few things and we'll be all right. Tonight, ladies and gentlemen, we are joined by the one and only Mr. Alan Watton. Good evening. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Who are you? Who are you? Who are you? Mm-hmm. And, and, of course, our good friend, Mr. Shane Paul Hipkiss, who's not coming to my party on the 18th of December because it's my birthday on Christmas Day. Not that I've ever mentioned it. Really? Evening, all. <laughs> and, of course, our good friend, Mr. Robe. Hello, everybody. Good evening. All and only Mrs. Brown. Good evening. And we are joined by blues legend and an absolute superb goalkeeper. Uh, we, <laughs> this is how the show. This is how the show rolls, ladies and gents. This is it. We are joined this evening live from Belgium with the one and only Nico Basu. He hasn't changed an inch, has he? Not a bit. Look at him. Those youthful looks, eh? Chris, what would we do for some of that, Chris, me and you? Are you looking at Alan Watton or me? Oh, Alan, sorry. <laughs> oh, right, sorry, okay. sorry, Nico, I was looking at Alan. <laughs> I probably live closer to Nico than I do to you, uh, Nico. Yeah, that's true, yeah. <laughs> oh, right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, next few minutes, has Alan Watton got a, a, a doppelganger? Has Alan Watton got a doppelganger? Let's have that one. Right, OK, because we've not done it yet, so let's do it. Right, OK, so, um, yeah, we go down to New yesterday and some awful, awful, awful refereeing. When is this going to stop? Lee Bowyer has made himself voicefully known. And, uh, you know, the, 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 the cost in his points, week in, week out. What are we doing? Are we getting the dross of referees? Are we, or, or I don't know, is there a vendetta against us or something uh, by the EFL? Allegedly, maybe. Oh, who knows? I don't know. You know, but though, I can't say that there is definitely. Or else, you know, I'd probably be in some kind of high court tomorrow, you know, having my arms chopped off. Uh, but it's it's not good. It's it's awful. It's dire, and you know that ball to be well so far over the line and, and it not to be recognised either by the linesman or the referee is simply not good enough. Paul, yeah, echo everything you just said, Nick. And it's twice now it's happened in the last two games. I mean, Jeremy Beeler's foul against Reading as well. Mm. You know, they've got to be looking mm. at you know there's so much at stake in this league as well as the Premier League and. 
they've surely got to be looking at somehow getting VAR into it as well, you know, because I've said it on here before, we'd be probably at least four or five points better off with it. Um, having said that, though, you know, we were all taught from a young age to play to the whistle, you know. And, I know. Every, not, not only did our players stop, though, theirs did as well. Because their players knew that much that it was out, that they all stopped and the player hasn't even actually put the ball in the net. It's actually hit him and gone in. You know, that's how, that's how laughable the decision is, that the actual player that scored the goal didn't really know anything about it. He stopped playing because he saw the ball go out. The player cuts it back to him, it hits him and goes in. So that's how laughable the decision was. And that makes it even worse. You know. But... Uh, imagine, imagine that though, right? Uh, Alan, I want to bring you in on this one. Imagine that being on the, say, the Fulham game that we needed to win to stay up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, you, you know, I mean, I, oh man, I tell, I tell you what, no, I'm, I'm flying. Right, Alan, uh, give us your thoughts. Well, as, as a former referee <clears throat> myself, that what? man was in the wrong position. We can all miss things, but if you're not in the right position, he was miles behind. And the, and the poor linesman would have been blocked by the post and probably the goalkeeper. So I've got a small bit of sympathy for him, but you can always take two steps to the right, so you can, you can see. Uh, but the other thing I would say is that, uh, you know, you've got more senses than just your eyesight and your hearing. You know, you've got common sense. And when when the situation happened, there was plenty of clues that that ball had gone out. Like mm. Paul says, everybody stopped. They, their players turned away, you know. Mm. And if he hadn't seen it, he should have, hello, so I've missed something here. Let's not let's not get let's not get clever and you know you blow your whistle, point to the spot, and nobody nobody would have batted an eyelid because no. it was so clear. Um, all right, so we've got we've got goal line technology at all grounds, I believe, in in, in the championship. Uh, what, what's what's the harm in extending that all the way? You know, from I couldn't one agree more. That? I couldn't agree more. Huh? I couldn't mm. agree I'm not, more. I'm what, not what, saying that just because it's blues, right? I'm, I'm saying that because it's football. That's right. Mm. Mm. Why you just what? pin it down to those eight yards? You know, we need to, we need to know it's, it's an important area of the pitch. We need to know whether the ball's in or out. Um, yeah, simple yeah. as that. Yeah, it's it's about losing and winning fair and square, isn't it? And yeah. you know, I don't just put down the defeat to that one bad mistake. Well, bad mistake from the officials on Saturday either. You know, we didn't really look like. I mean, Hogan's had a good chance and probably should have yeah. scored. Overall, we weren't very, we weren't very we lively, were we? Not really, not really. But we are missing so many key players, Mark, at the moment as well. Um, oh God, yeah. We yeah. need to get we need to get Colin back. We need to get you know Pedersen back. We need to get Friend back. Mm. You know, we need to get Jordan Graham back in there. who was doing ever so well as well before he got injured. You know, mm. so all these I think, players. I, I think sorry, Paul. I, I think it's just a massive wake up call again. The, the squad just is you know is very very thin. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we've, we've made progress, though, from where we've been. And I'd yeah, yeah not, 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 I'm, not knocking, I'm not knocking it, Paul, right? I'm not knocking the players. I'm not knocking the manager. OK, they probably could have put another 10% of effort in uh, on Saturday. Um, uh, but, you know what? Like, these, these points cost you. And then all yeah. of a sudden, before you know it, you're in another relegation scrap again. Yeah, mm. I, don't, I don't think we will be this time. I think we'll be no, okay. I, 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 no, but you, you know where I'm going, though, Paul, right? Where, yeah, like, yeah. It's, it's, you, you, know, like, you get yeah, you get sucked into it. Yeah, you, you're dead right. You're dead right. And mm. um, you know, we've got to be in a situation. Well, look, okay, bring VAR into the championship. I was against it to start with, but bring it in. Let's have it. Let's be done with it. Uh, mm. If it's a way forward, and there's a technology there that can sort these things out, then do it. 
The way it was being used last season in the Premier League, I'd have probably said no because it was a shambles, wasn't it? Mm. Now, mm. They've, now they've got it right. You know, the, I think they've took a leaf out of the, the the book of the Euros. Obviously, the way it works so well in the Euros, and you know, you'd have thought they'd have done the same from the previous World Cup. How it worked so well in 2018 World Cup, but they did. But now it's being used properly in the Premier League and much better. I'm all for it. You know, and to be honest with you, Paul. To be honest with you, they should have trialed this in League Three, not mm. the Premier League. They should have trialed it in League Three. There is just so much money at stake in the Premier League um, and and, and so much potential money in the Championship as well. You know, so perhaps Mm. they should have trialled it in the lower divisions. um, And and I don't know. I'm just so frustrated, I'll be honest with you. Right, any doppelgangers for Alan, please, uh, Chris? (laughs) Not yet, no. (laughs) No? No, no, sorry, no, no. You got away with it, Alan. You got away with it. When I was at school... The girls used to think I looked like Stevie Marriott out of four small faces. Uh, right, right, okay. Okay. I kid you not. <laughs> yeah, all the small uh, things. <laughs> but going back, to, going back to Saturday, Gary Gardner obviously is red. Um, at the time, obviously, he'd be putting his head into his, but he didn't actually nut him. You know, he just put his face into his. And can't do it, Paul. No, I know you can't. The, rule, the rules are the rules. But, Nico, when you played, I mean, I don't know if you've seen any action from the game on Saturday, but... If I just did that in your face, you know, mm-hmm. do you think back in that, I mean, it was a kiss when you played. Well, <laughs> that was, uh, no, it is, I, it's impossible to judge when you haven't seen the images, but but yeah, it's it's uh, it's in the heat of the game maybe that it happened. Uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah. um, like Alan says, like if it's if it's really a butt, uh, really a, a smash with the head, like yeah, there is no there's no excuse for it. We had a similar. No. A similar incident in the Belgium League this weekend with a player from Anderlecht, uh, Vincent Company's team, actually. So um, we did the same, you know, he got up and then they, they, they put their heads against each other and he made a, a knot. So and uh, it's enough to give a red card, although it, it, it didn't hurt him, but it was just the, the movement that, uh, that got him the red card. It's the yeah. intent, isn't it? It's the intent. Yeah. And, and, and you know what? You do that, you can, if you misjudge it, cause some serious damage. You can. Yeah, but anyway, let's go back to 2002, September the 16th, I think it was. Oh, and, uh, shut up. What was it like? <laughs> what was it like? What was it like as the goalkeeper at the other end when Peter Enkelman does that and the ball goes under his foot? <laughs> to be honest, at first I was glad it was him. Uh, well, I, I, as a, you know, the goalkeeper's union, you always, yeah, you don't... You, you don't wish it to happen to him, but it, I, obviously it was a great relief for us because it was a sec, it was a two 0 I believe. Yes, yeah, what are you on about? Of course you wish it to happen it to was, him. Yeah, of course you do. <laughs> but it was an incredible, incredible atmosphere that night. I've um, I've said it lots of times that uh, that night was mo- one of the most intimidating atmospheres I've ever played in uh, with a full house. With uh, with what was at stake for the supporters? You know, they were screaming for years for this game. Yeah. And it comes up and then, then you beat them 3-0. It was a really an unbelievable game. I even remember when we scored the first goal, there were some... Like, the supporters ran on the pitch behind when I was at the... was in goal yeah. an hour end. There were even two Belgium supporters coming on the pitch and I, I, I don't know them, but they were, you know, <laughs> they were living in the atmosphere that was at the stadium at the time. It was really uh, a fantastic experience uh, that night. Yeah, mm. I hope we relive it again one day as well, you know, but at the moment we're a long way from that, but, you know, hopefully mm. we will relive that again one day. And I hope that Birmingham will be in the Premier League, not that, that Aston Villa comes down, but uh, yeah. it will be at the highest level. 
Oh my god, ten quid, forty euros. <laughs> oh my life. No, I think in euros it's sixty. It's sixty euros. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I wasn't very good at uh, conversions. Nico, Nico, you know what we do as Birmingham City supporters, right? We celebrate Enkelman Day every single year. Enkelman Day. Very oh, 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 oh. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't up that night. National Enkelman Day, it's called. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on, that night, on that night, Nico, right? I've got, to, I've got to confess that I actually didn't go to that game. I just flown back from Florida and uh, dropped the kids, the kids off at home. I'd still got all the luggage in the car and just drove straight down to the pub so I could watch it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, what, what you for not being in the ground. Uh, sorry, yeah, uh, no, no. been in the ground, Nick. I'm sorry, yeah. you're a really blues fan. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. You tell him, you tell the him. The moment that the fixtures came out, you should have been, yeah, I know. My ex wife organized the holiday. Well, there's that's no excuse. No, we didn't... ex-wife, or ex-wife, <laughs> ex-wife, ex-wife, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I should think so too. We didn't tell you to get married. I remember, I remember, I remember, I remember after that game, it was, um, I started a new job, uh, the orthopedic hospital in Northfield, and I went in on that day and added my, my uh, little blues logo on my tie, and my boss walked in, of course he was a villa, he had a villa tie, the little villa badge. Three, me, that's three, that's three. Sorry, <laughs> but it was just, it was just funny, because that day, he had the, my first day and he had the right humping me all day. <laughs> Well, I was, yeah. I, was working, I was working at Betterware in Castlevale at the time, and I was probably the me and one other Blues fan there because over that way they're all they're all they all support them, don't they? Yeah. And that was Paul. Paul um, how many years I, ago was this, Paul? Nineteen years ago. Nineteen years ago. And do you know something, Nico? I'm still smiling today, kid. I promise you. Well, promise yeah. you. Even though, even though I wasn't in the ground. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I still have the posters that came out uh, because we also won at Villa Park as well. Uh, yeah. Well, it's just 3 0 and then 0 2. Uh, yeah. Still got that in my, uh, not in my bedroom, but in my house. <laughs> so, <laughs> great memory. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. They brought out a t shirt as well, the yes. double t shirt. I've got yeah. still, yeah. Kept, yeah, still yeah. got mine, yeah. Correct. That was brilliant. Have, you got it? Have you got it, Mark? I've got it somewhere. It's in one of my, uh, my drawers somewhere. somewhere. I know where every single Birmingham City shirt of mine is. I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll go to my museum and fetch whatever you want out now. Now, <laughs> taking, it, taking it back. I've even the... got, I've even got a pot of Nico Basson's spit. That's gross. That won't last forever. That. <laughs> go on, Paul. I was just going to say, Nico. Before that, obviously, was the obviously playoff final, which was the best Blues day of my life. That was yeah. the best. For yeah. me, you know, waiting so long to see mm. us in the Premier League. You know, yeah. I'd had a season ticket for, at the time, I'd had a season ticket for seven years, since 1995. Mm. Um, and, you know, it, it just the fourth time of asking in the playoffs to finally do it. And the way the way it all went and the way it was, it was just agony as a fan in the stands. But what was it like for you down on the pitching goal? And obviously the Millwall semi-finals as well were pretty pretty uh, roller coaster rides as well, weren't they? Yeah, that was the last minute of the game, I believe, when when Steve Vickers, I believe, uh, scored uh, or put the ball back. I don't, I, I was it Stern John? I don't know. Stern John, yeah, yeah. Stern John, scored, yeah, the equaliser, and uh, we went through. But yeah, what a day it was. Um, also the and then obviously also the experience from like the gaffer at the time, Steve Bruce, uh, who who know how who knew how to approach these kind of games uh, as a group. We were very very relaxed to be honest uh, going into that game. Um, and the thing is also we went two days before the game went to Cardiff uh, because he wanted us to to get an impression of the ground which was actually 
it was impressing, uh, even when it's empty, when you walk on the it's, pitch. It's, it's, it's better than Wembley, Nico. It's better than Wembley, I promise yeah. you. Well, unfortunately, I've never been on the pitch in Wembley, but uh, it was impressive. Cardiff was impressive. Uh, and then, I, as I said, like we were, we were re- quite relaxed. We, we had a, an excellent uh, team spirit. Um, and we went with a, quite a good self-belief as well into that game. Uh, you know, it's a one-off game. It's not uh, away and uh, return. Like It's a one-off game. Everything can happen. And I think everything happened that game. You know, uh, we got behind uh, in, in the, the first ex- half of extra time. Um, equalized a couple of minutes later, fortunately, with, uh, with Jeff, Jeff Horsfield. And, and obviously it went into penalties. Uh, couldn't ask for more drama in that game. But, uh, but I remember as well, the, 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 I, I, and I had a lot of family at the game as well. And they said, like, they never experienced the, the, that sort of atmosphere in the ground. It was, it was quite friendly also, the... The Norwich supporters, Birmingham supporters walking through each other through the, before the game and everything was friendly. And also afterwards, things went went uh, went, uh, went smoothly. Um, but I can imagine as a, as a Blue supporter, it was a, a day never to uh, never to forget. Well, yeah. I, was, I, was, I, was, I sat, well, I wasn't sitting, I, was, I stood, right? And, and on that moment when Carps put that penalty in, right, the tears just flowed down my cheeks and my children were moved with me. And I'm saying, we're now going to be playing Manchester United, mm-hmm. Spurs, yeah, Arsenal, yeah. Chelsea. Of course, the uh, them from across the road. Yeah, you know, yeah. I said, just, and, and I said, two two times, two times. Well, that one, and of course, the Carlin Cup final. I said, just live in this moment now, boys. Live in this moment, because these are rare. They're yeah. rare for any football club, yeah. right? Yeah. Unless you're in the elite few. But for a club like ours to go there. Now, I'll tell you a little story. Just before the game kicked up, yeah, uh, we were in the streets and uh, the fans were just everywhere. There was beer everywhere. You know, you know, like these green telephone uh, boxes they have in, you know, where all the junctions and that go in. There must have been 30 pints of beer on there. Somebody had got a football and everyone was kicking it up in the air. I remember right? that. It came, and it came down to my son, Scott, right? Now, Scott whacked it up in the air as hard as he could, and it came down straight on top of that telephone box and destroyed about 30 pints of blood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, kind of, I kind of just ushered him behind me somewhat. <laughs> what would he be, about 12, 12 something like that? <laughs> yeah. But, you know, you know to, go, to go to a game like that and to, and to live in that moment, and that, that moment, Nico, when, when the teams came out, and all you could hear was keep right onto the end of the road. You can look that up on YouTube, right? We drowned out the Scousers, right? Because they ain't got gobs like we got gobs, boy. Let me tell you. Oh, yeah. Holly, that it's was a the... mouse, Nico, if you didn't know. <laughs> it's what, sorry, yeah. dude? That I said that's his mouse, if you didn't know. <laughs> no. Yeah, that, that, that was the Worthington Cup, wasn't it? That this is um, Norwich. Oh, uh, yeah, of course it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, man. Uh, you know that what, is a year after. You're, you're, you're the savant, Paul, amongst us, yeah? And uh, you know me and uh, my little old memory. It is fading and dwining somewhat because I'm 60 on Christmas Day, ladies and gentlemen. I don't give a lecture like before. No, 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 no. <laughs> have you still got your bucket under your table, Chris? I have. Right, because if you need to use it, it rhymes with Chris. All oh, right, OK. But no, mm-hmm. going go into that shootout, Nick, I'm not going to lie, we'd, we'd had previous experiences against Watford, yeah. you know, Preston. yeah. yeah. Liverpool, I was, I was, I was fearing the worst. I'm not going to lie to you. And obviously, yourself in goals was as well as obviously all the other lads that put in, every single player scored, and yourself in goal, obviously pulling off those saves was just, you know, it is, it is, it, it was all in preparation as well. We had, I, 
I remember one one great tip from from Tommy Mooney, who had the experience with Watford uh, before. Mm. Where the most important thing with a penalty shootout is when you take a penalty is the walk from the middle circle to the penalty spot. In that walk of what is it, 30, 40 yards, a lot of stuff goes through your head, through your head, and you have to control your nerves uh, and, and uh, come over across, come across as being confident and, and all the rest of it. And we practiced on that. So you can practice penalties and everybody sits around the 18-yard box and takes a penalty and goes in and blah. No, no, we sat in the middle circle on our training pitch and we did the walk there and then took the penalty as if it was a proper game. And we took that in, into, into the penalty shootout at, at Cardiff. Uh, now, the game gave us, and certainly me, uh, enough confidence to... to to go in that shootout and being being being, I as I said, confident to that for for the uh, for the good outcome of it. Um, I, I I remember that I uh, saved the penalty at Norwich too, um, and uh, I so and I think I saved I saved the penalty from the same player actually, mm-hmm. um, and and yeah, it was as I said, like I didn't have, as a goalkeeper, you don't have anything to lose in a shootout, uh, but obviously. If you think like, oh, this is a big day for for, for Birmingham City, they, they've already missed out on this three, four times. Uh, we have to do it now. If you think that way, then then you you put in pressure on yourself that you, you don't need at the time. So uh, we were we were I, everybody who took the penalty was confident. I was pretty confident in goal, and then the, it was actually in front of our supporters as well, which was also a big bonus for us. Don't 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 underestimate that. Um, but everything yeah. done for us. Yeah. And it was a bad time, wasn't it? <laughs> yes, and we took we took we took some great penalties, didn't we? Those absolutely. penalties were so sweet. Yeah, you know, yeah. the lads who took them, they're fantastic. We've lost out so many times on penalties, like Stoke. Do you remember that one? Well, I, 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 I think we only scored one out of a five. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, Liverpool, uh, yeah, Liverpool, Liverpool, we didn't Liverpool, score any. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. Uh, you know, well, I mean, they're, they're, they're just days that you'll never forget. Yeah, sorry. I've had a really, really, really bad migraine all day, guys. Sorry. I, I get a little bit confused and... and yeah. I, know, I, know, the two I know you've got a migraine. I've met her. Oh. Nick, oh. That oh. penalty oh, save. Oh, Chris no. Brown, I love you, Chris Brown. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, that, that uh, penalty save at Norwich, uh, I mean, you don't know these things at the time, but you think back and think, how important was that? We uh, Stern John scored a wonderful goal. And then you, yeah. you you saved a penalty, and we come away with three points, yeah. uh, and we we get you know we get into the playoffs by the odd points, you know that goes in. We're not in the playoffs. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. it was incredible. Yeah, that, that all these things put together is why I, I believe last well the last 10, 12 games we were in a kind of thirteen games. I believe it was that we didn't lose. I, I, those are the little things that that turn things round. And uh, mm-hmm. you take it to the next one, and the next one, and the next one. And uh, I did this. I, I, to, to be honest, when we sneaked into the playoffs, there was a belief like, I mean, this could be it now, you know? This because out of the, out of the years, we finished the, the second or third or fourth in the league, and we were already weeks from before certain of the playoffs, and you could prepare and blah, blah, blah. But now it was really the last game we go into the playoffs, and, 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 and yeah, it's just. Uh, the the, um, the you weren't in that sort of state of mind that that, that uh, gets you through all the all the the, the 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 difficult times you know all the rough times yeah Nico what was the dressing room like before that game before the final well, we, uh, the, uh, we were no, sat no, 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 in the dressing the room final. 
where the losing team had been for so many games before, apparently. Really? Ah, yes, also, yes, uh, yes, yes, I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, I got a message at the time from Martin Margotson, who was uh, my colleague at Huddersfield Town. He was the number two there when I was there. And uh, he said, Nico, uh, I know there's a lot of uh, talk about this dressing room, blah, blah, blah. But never mind, they've painted the, the dressing room. They've painted with a new color, so it will be, oh, yeah. it will be different <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> So, uh, so no, was, actually, we, we we broke that curse. Uh, so yeah. uh, there you go. But what about the lads? What about the lads in the dressing room? What was the tension like? The we were we were focused. We were focused. Everybody really, was yeah. focused. Yeah, 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 really, yeah. There was a, a sound, uh, professional atmosphere, and everybody was confident. It was not overstressed. It was just a confident uh, atmosphere in the dressing room, and then we nice were all, we were all wanna, wanted that game to start. You know, the day before the game, we were so. Uh, so so uh, close together, and so we were we were ready to start the game at any time. So uh, so after the game, after the game, right? The final whistle was just gone. Obviously, you're you're doing your celebrations, and then you have your showers, and thing or another. You put your clothes on, hopefully. And um, what was? <laughs> how many beers did you have on the night time? Well, the first thing I did was that there were uh, two coaches from Belgium there at the time, so uh, it was my duty to uh, to go out and greet them. So although. Uh, all, all the things were done in the stadium, but I wanted to go out, and I did go out, and I uh, I went to see them, and it was just fantastic. You know, you could see the happiness and all the faces of the Birmingham supporters. So this was a Belgium Birmingham City supporters group. Yeah, yeah. They wow, were that's superb. That is brilliant. brilliant. A lot of absolutely family, brilliant. But also, there was yeah, it was it was it was a great day for them as well. You know, and um, um, I remember there was also uh, my closest friend who was not at the game. He was. He had to go to a, uh, a wedding, and he could, he just could not go there. So so, <laughs> I was devastated. I remember when the he penalty, what he what he had to go to a wedding. He was with, with, with another mate of mine, and <laughs> they went through the through the penalty shootout. And uh, he was at a wedding, but he was crying. He was crying from happiness. And so these are little things that stick to mind at times. So. Uh, mm. Yeah, it was really good, really good. Yeah, why have I married you? Why have I married you? The Blues were playing in the final. <laughs> <laughs> now, when Darren Carter stepped up, I had to be told that that was going to be the winner because I was I was just that drained and full of... Yeah. I was just worn out. I don't know about you, Mark and Alan. But yeah, same. I, I people people, people I checked with my daughter. I said, if we, we score this, we won, haven't we? And I yeah. just lost count, you know. Yeah. Just well, couldn't, yeah. uh, couldn't think straight. Well, it's yeah. a good job I didn't have a heart monitor on at the time, to be honest with you. And mm. as I say, being there, you know, when your kids are littler, they've grown up a lot more now and they, they go on their own sometimes and this, that, and that. Like, when you've got little children there and this moment in time is everything to them and everything to me and everything to everybody else in there and their kids and their families. Uh, and uh, And... and I'm going to be dead straight with you, and I've told Darren this right. When he put that ball, and I, I was, I was going, he's going, he's going to miss. <laughs> I was like, yeah. uh, crying my eyes out, thinking he was going to miss. Uh, what are you doing, letting an eighteen-year-old take a penalty in, in a major tournament like this? <laughs> please, please don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> yeah. and, then, and then he slotted that goal. Well, he didn't slot it. I mean, belted it home, and uh, and the place just he. I think Cardiff. On that day, showed up on the Richter scale. I'll be honest. It was with you. so loud. It was unreal. It was, unreal. It was like um, it was like, a, like I've said it said it before. It's like a, a Brazilian game because the roof was closed. It was boiling up. Yeah. And it was like a, it's like being abroad. It's yeah. like being abroad. 
Yeah. You know, and like I say, when, when, when Carter stepped forward, I remember saying to my dad, you know, bloody hell, got a 17 year old taking it. Yeah. And a yeah. lot of people. Oh, know. yeah, 17, wasn't it? Not 18. Yeah. 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 But, um, you know. Do you, was... you remember his interview straight after the game, after the penalty? Yeah. yeah. When he said, when he said, like, uh, uh, last year I was in the stand and I was gutted into tears. And the words yeah. Cool. yeah. This went through my mind when I stepped up. And uh, I, this, I just, I, that's what I mean with those little things that, do you know what? Do you know what, guys? We all love Coach Carts. Well done, Coach Carts. Yeah. Getting your new job with the ladies and all the best, mate. We, we wish you yeah. ever so, ever yeah, we have so to well. Because you know what? That Congrats, guy's a Carts. marvellously wonderful, lovely, lovely chap. Even with his Tom Ross hated Alice Bandy. Alice Bandy, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on, Coach. I told him when we had him on here, Nico, that uh, after after that after we got promoted in Cardiff and. We've gone straight back to the Emerald Club by St Andrews. And his dad sat there. His mum and dad had sat there at the time. And his dad's got about 15 points in front of him. He <laughs> paid for a single one of them. Uh -huh. So yeah, he, was, he was definitely in for a good night. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, so he, he came into the squad. He was a real professional, obviously talented as well. You know, we had the, the right mentality. And the gaffer was right to, 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 to work with him and take him into it. And... Uh, Obviously, yeah, it was it was a big responsibility, but but, um, but the way he handled himself and uh, not only that game and, and the penalty shootout, but throughout uh, the season when he came in the squad and uh, you know he showed his ability. Like we didn't have any doubt with him putting him with, with one of the five penalty takers. No, no, sure. But I, I just remember Devlin's free kick being that far over the crossbar. Yeah, I remember John Owen in the post, and I thought John the post. That, yeah. I'm thinking to myself, it's not, it's not going to be our day, you know. I'm I think that's quite why, Paul. I think that's why when Carts stood up to take that one, because we had those near misses, yeah, and I, that's why I've thought, I'm crikey, I've gone. <laughs> <Come back. laughs> I'm ready. That was almost a near miss as well. I <laughs> know, oh, yeah. <laughs> that, was, uh, that was down to the lighting department. <laughs> oh, yeah. What did he say? Uh, but we'd had we'd had that many near misses and all that. And I was just I was just thinking, oh no, it's just not going to happen again. Uh, and especially with the disappointment, it was disappointment, right? I remember having to ring my child up. Uh, <coughs> I think it was after the the Watford game, and telling him that he won't be going to Wembley. And I just heard him kicking the bed and screaming, you know. Yeah. And it was like to do that and to have him there and the other lads there as well. Well, wow. uh, and then we did it again at the Carling Court. Uh, the um, yeah, the Carnival final. I've got so, to, yeah. 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 I've got to say as well, we couldn't have picked a nicer club than Norwich to to do that too. You know, their fans after were fantastic, weren't yeah. they? Oh, they were they were giving like you know, uh, standing ovations and all sorts of you know, guard of yeah. honors and everything coming out. So hang on, we're not the players. <laughs> we're the fans, <laughs> but, yeah. Could you imagine could you imagine if it had been Millwall? Yeah. Isn't that how football <laughs> should be, gentlemen? And that leads me oh. to my next subject to the absolute morons that were throwing bottles on the pitch at Hull over the weekend. If you're listening tonight, don't even bother coming back to St Andrews. Don't bother with football because you are an idiot. I'll tell you, I'll, I'll call you out. I am bothered about it, right? Because what you're throwing missiles at people at work. Yeah? I'm a licensed alcoholic. If somebody threw something <laughs> at me at work, right, then, then they wouldn't come back in that place. End of. End of. Right, and all the other pubs that we work in around town, they wouldn't get into them either. It just you're just idiots. Stop it. What about that French guy? Was it Poyet? Yeah, yeah, the yeah, weekend, yeah, yeah, he, he got hit. 
hit on the head with a bottle and they abandoned the game. Stop it. This is no longer 1975, right? We are a civilised society. Get on with people. Shake their hands. Do what we did at Norwich, yeah? And just stop this mental stupidness. God, blimey. Unfortunately, there are, there are a lot of people that still think we are. Still think we're what? We are in 1975. We ain't, though, Chris, are we? No, no, no. You no. know. I mean, it was, I, a, I, it, was a pl- it was a plastic bottle, wasn't it, apparently? It, yeah, but it doesn't matter. It was full of water, right? It's a projectile. It's a missile, right? It's not a cardboard clapper, right? It's got something quite heavy in it that could do somebody some damage and stop their career. So stop it. And don't bring that kind of mentality to Birmingham City Football Club because it's not acceptable. End of. Mm. Oh, Nick, um, Dave Twines just said, uh, your set C has better colours than the new third kit. Yeah, oh, the new third kit. I didn't think it the way- looks like. I'm not being funny, right? It looks like somebody has fed their baby. Um, uh, <laughs> it's come out both ends. <laughs> multiple colours of multiple colours of ice cream. Multiple colours of ice cream, and then had to suffer the consequences. What are we doing? Oh my god! Oh Apparently, my. people can't get enough of them. They can't. Uh, what? <laughs> I'm they sold out. Chris, the only thing I'm thankful is that it's a limited edition. <laughs> Collector's oh, item. God, it, it's up there with the probably worse than the '92 Dolly mixture, isn't it? It's awful, yeah. isn't it? It is yeah. awful. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to. Well, you just know. You know, in five or ten years, it'll be a big seller, won't it? Oh, crikey, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I, I worry. It's, I worry about the designers of these things. What's going through their heads? It, it's selling now. It's selling. It's... it's. They've gone crazy over it. Yes, <laughs> look, I, I liked... I loved, I loved the green one last year, right? Because that was associated with the NHS. Mm. Yeah, and all the a tremendous work those people have not only did last year, but are going to have to do again this year. Uh, and I loved the concept and the idea of that. But what the hell? I mean, it looks like Tigger's lifted his tail up, for Christ's sake. <laughs> maybe, we're going Just... into, maybe we're going into partnership with Frosties. Oh, no. Nico, what was your, what was your favourite kit? My favourite kit? Oh. Yeah. It certainly wasn't the Lonsdale one. Uh, huh? Yeah, that one as well. Um, oh, good question. Did, did you keep any, Nico? Uh, I, obviously, I've kept the most important ones, like the, the promotion game. Obviously, uh, that one I kept, and I can't remember actually what what brand it was. Um, I think it was Mitre. Is that possible? Le Coq Sportif. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, the Coq Sportif. Yeah, that was better than uh, Lonsdale for sure. Yeah. <laughs> did you keep, yeah, did you keep, yeah. Sorry, sorry, Nico. Did you keep any of the outfield ones apart from the goalkeeper top? Did yeah. you get any outfield? Uh, I've got one of. Um, which at the time when we the first year in the Premier League was uh, Christoph Dugaris. He was oh. one of the, yeah. the, 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 the few players that could communicate with him in, in the French language. And uh, so I had quite a, a big connection with him. And um, I was just a fantastic player, you know. With, with, uh, how, how, many of, how many of his shirts have you got? From, from the Blues? No, from Christoph Dugarry. Uh, just one. Ah, uh, shame. I was going to ask you for the other one. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah. You know, euros and pounds, uh, I have to make my calculation then. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> yes, I'll tell you what, I'm sorry, but you still haven't got me back for saying them two words, mate. No. <laughs> Zero I, chance. The third kid that then, or uh, uh, what does it look like then? It looks like, um, uh, well... All right, you know, you know, you know, Tigger of uh, of Disney. Yeah, no, similar to that. Yeah, or, or Tony, t- uh, Tony the Tiger. It's more like, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. As Dave twice you said, when you were in England, yeah. it's yeah, great. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> yeah. It's, 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 we're, we're not great. Orange and green. Do you know? Do you know, yeah. do you know what? Right, right. Okay. The gentleman that wrote our talk and talk show theme song passed away just recently, right? And there was a competition on also many, many years ago to design the Birmingham City logo. Yeah? yeah. Don't you think there should be a competition every year? Thank you, yeah, I said that. You said a logo. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's a good one. That, the thing no, is, when, when, when you have got a new product, you... you you tend to do a bit of research beforehand, don't you, before you launch it? Mm. I like to launch it, Chris. <laughs> yeah. The only people that wear them are the, and the players, aren't they? So just do a poll every year, put five or six designs out there, and whichever one gets the most votes is the one we go for. You know, and, and just get the players and the fans to do the votes. That's what I'd do. No, get the fans to do the votes, not to do the players. We'll tell you what kit to wear, don't worry. Yeah, it's, it's got to be the fans. Or the fans are yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I agree. Mm. So they've got to sell them to. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, girls and boys, it's coming up that time of year. Cool, Christmas. I'm not going to mention my birthday. Um, <laughs> but annually, annually, I have a fire extinguisher in my house, which I have had for donkey shirts, and it's now made into a money box. And all my change goes into there every single night of the week, right? And I can tell you there was, it's quite full, right? And it's got one of the old brass handles on the top and, and there's fair out. And it's from an old probably Wolverhampton somewhere, from a brewery. Um, I will be counting that. What date is it this week? What date is it? Yeah, we will be counting that next Sunday night. Next Sunday night. I will photograph it as I've done every single year. And the person that guesses the closest without going over will win a nice little prize. A nice little pringence. And... Going to tip it all over the table, and it'll probably take a couple of three hours, and we'll announce the amount of money that's in there on Monday night show after the uh, after next week. Okay, and it's mm. just a bit of fun, just a bit of fun, but it's something that I genuinely. Oh, thank you. What was that? A drum roll. <laughs> Did anyone else say that, or was it just me? <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's, ju- it's just a bit of fun. It's something I do every year. I don't know what it is. Three or four years now, Chris. Perhaps. Yeah, yeah. It's got to be yeah, yeah. four years. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. and. Um, uh, we, we have a bit of fun. You get, you get a lot, a lot, a lot of comments on it. But please listen to the rules. Number one, you can only have one go. If I see somebody there with two goes, I will delete both of your goes. End of. Right? Uh, number two, the cutoff time will be the cutoff time, whatever we decide it to be. Okay? Please don't message after the cutoff time because you'll be deleted at all. Right. And number three, the rules are, and somebody, I think a couple of years ago, Chris, was six pence over on about 670 quid. Yeah. Yeah, and unfortunately you lost. <laughs> you, were, you went, oh, do you remember that? You went yeah, over yeah. What, about six or seven pence. Yeah, sorry, no, you've gone over. Uh, so what What do people win? Um, I don't know. Have you got any prizes left? Oh, I've got some sorts. Force people to have the third kit. 
What are you waiting for? Yeah. A couple of good live questions coming in for you, Nico. Um, Jason McDonald's asking you, what's the best advice Nico got during his playing career and what advice would he give? Advice to who? To, to young players or... Uh, uh... Yeah, or probably he means goalkeepers in general, like in today's game. And what was the best piece of advice you got in your career as well? Best piece of advice, obviously, I hope... Uh... Everybody is fortunate as he, from a young age to, to have a good, uh, a good uh, education, a good, um, um, shall I say, um, you know, when I was like, for example, 10, 11, 12 years, and I compare to what sort of training sessions they get today, it's unbelievable with which progress there has been made on every aspect of the game. You know, uh, we could kick a ball, but now they can pass and play like, like any outfield player now, the, the normal goalkeeper. So... Uh, the proper education is, is, is obviously really important. Uh, aside from having fun at a young age, you need to have fun. It's, it's, it's your passion, but the fun factor is, is, is very important. And as you grow uh, go older and, and, and uh, to see how, how what your level is, but obviously determination in what you're doing. Um, uh, if you want to reach uh, your full potential, you, you got to work for it. Um, you got to make sacrifices. Um, so, and they will, you will find your limits, you know. If, if somebody has, is fortunate enough to become a professional player, then yeah, talent will not be enough. You need, uh, you need dedication, you need uh, professionalism uh, and all the rest of it, you know. So there is no secret. Yeah. Uh, um, but as you, as you go in, you know, there are always ups and downs. But um, when you progress in your ups and you keep your lows down, then, uh, then, then, then you, will, uh, you will get the best out of yourself. Yeah, no, absolutely. And the best piece of advice you got when you played, would you say? Oh, the best advice I... Um, my father always said to me, like, listen, you do what you want, whether you go, go play basketball or football, but... Um, well, and if you get rejected or, or, you know, you don't make it through through uh, to the next phase, the next phase, I'm okay with that. Uh, if it's on the condition that you're not talented enough. But if they tell me that you... Uh, <laughs> Easy boy, uh, and you don't uh, do your training like you should do, and more, then uh, don't come ask for sympathy for me. So, uh, so wherever you go, whatever you do, uh, you have to give the best you got, and, and that's something I took with me for uh, everything I did. I yeah. was the most the most talented goalkeeper in terms of if, if you see goalkeepers now, the, uh, the day like you know what they all can do. Uh, obviously, in Belgium, we have with Courtois, I mean, you know, we have great examples, especially the young kids now nowadays. Um, but but uh, I made a decent career uh, with the possibilities I had because every day, day out, day in, I uh, I did my my utmost best, and I did. Uh, when they say do twenty press ups, I did twenty two press ups, you know, uh, because I knew I had to do it to get the same level as the other ones had. So um, and that got me a, a really decent career in the end. Yeah. Absolutely. And um, Stephen Gills asked, what's Nico's favourite save? And I presume he means for Blues. And who's the best goalkeeping coach you worked under and what did you learn from him? Well, the goalkeeper coach at Blues, I only had one, which was Nigel Spink. Uh, yeah. Obviously, uh, quality. Quality uh, as a human being, as a coach. Uh, absolutely top. I, I, every, he, uh, you know, he was not shy enough to ask if I, if me, whether it was Ian Bennett or Mike Taylor or myself, if he wanted to do something differently, he was open for suggestions. But uh, just his, his, his human kindness as well, uh, you know, uh, 
He didn't didn't hammer you when you made mistakes. Uh, he kept you with your foot on the ground when you when you uh, do when you had great performances. So uh, he was excellent uh, day in day out. And uh, well, as far as saves are concerned, you know, it, I will I probably will be remembered for my penalty save with uh, the, the, the shootout at Cardiff. It was obviously one of the. I remember the, the reaction afterwards when I turned myself and I and I looked at the, the Birmingham supporters behind the goal. I just froze where I was, was standing. It was just phenomenal. Um, but obviously, yeah, great saves. It's, uh, let's say that that was the most memorable save I made. Yeah, mm. definitely. Yeah. Fantastic. Uh, did, yeah, you ever, did you ever come close to scoring in your career? Uh, mm. Yes. I remember uh, with Huddersfield Town, actually, we played on a, on a wet and windy Tuesday night at home against Bolton Wanderers. Yeah. The, the second half, uh, I, uh, uh, I intercepted the ball and I kicked it out of my hands. And the ball was carried with the wind. And, and Bolton in goal was Yasu Yaskalainen at the time. Yeah. And uh, he misjudged the bounce. So it bounced over him and it went direction of the goal. But uh, one of the defenders was clever enough to keep running. And he, just before it crossed the line, he kicked it away. So, oh. uh, so that would have been, that was obviously... Very close, but uh, on, on a set piece, like a corner or something, no one ever got close, to be honest. Have you killed him yet? <laughs> the defender. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, when you were growing up, Nico, who was, who was your team as a boy? When you, who did you support when you were a kid? And did you have an English team? I uh, went with my, my parents always to a team called Waterskay, which is currently named uh, Genk. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. is a merger of, 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 of Waterschei and Winterslag, two local teams. They merged into Racing Genk. And they are mm-hmm. quite a big club now in Belgium. Uh, so I reported them. I supported them. Uh, and we had some... I remember the most memorable night was when we um, eliminated uh, Paris Saint-Germain in the, oh, cup, oh, yeah. the cup for cup winners at the time. Cup winners cup. Yeah, yeah cup winners cup. Uh, we lost 2-0 at, at Paris. And at home, we beat them 3-0 after extra time. It was wow. uh, I was standing behind the goal with the supporters. It was uh, it's, those things uh, stick to mind for the rest of my life. Obviously, uh, yeah. Mm. And you followed English football. Yeah, it was uh, also at the time. Obviously, uh, images and uh, videos were rare at the time. So, uh, mm. but I remember the cup final was was our yearly high event in Belgium. Uh, yeah, the, yeah. the afternoon, everybody watched the cup final. Remember those days with Spurs, with Len Hoddle uh, and Ossi Ardiles. Uh, yeah. Those were the, the Saturday afternoons. Yeah, everybody was watching them. Absolutely. Uh-huh. How important to you as a Belgian person was the FA Cup final? The FA Cup final? Mm. Was it? When I was a young boy, that was the most important game. Now, listen, right? Same, same for us. <laughs> we, we, we now, here in England, right, when I was a child, that FA Cup final was everything. The man in his white coat on his bit of scaffolding, winding the winding the, the supporters up, getting them to sing, getting them. And the magic of those days was just incredible, incredible. <clears throat> and as a child, as a child, the second you knew the two teams that were in that cup final, you were rooting for one of them. Mm. Yeah. Picked the team, didn't you? you? Picked the team. You were rooting for one of them. And the day, the whole day from Tiswas onwards, <laughs> would be about the cup final. 
and the week before would be about the cup final on the on the news that would be traveling around interviewing people looking at the towns you know the towns with all the flags and banners out and everything and now it's just a filthy wishy-washy money-making horrible day and do you know what for the for the FA Cup to sell it sold for Manchester United to turn around and say they didn't want to play in it you know what that, that, that they should have shut that football club down there and then end of end of because they Manchester United destroyed the FA Cup final they were the catalyst that destroyed the FA Cup final and now you know what it's played at five o'clock is it something on it I don't know yeah yeah and, and, and you probably get a 10 minute yeah. mention well a two minute mention on the night before on the news absolute utter utter disgrace to take away something from our childhood Chris you and me yeah, right yeah, yeah. and that was that was it was all encompassing. It was it was the piece of resistance of football. Doesn't matter whether your team had just been relegated, promoted, or what. A couple of weeks later, that FA Cup final took place, and I tell you what, your whole family were rooted to that TV. Now I'd probably go shopping in Dunham for some pillowcase and cheats. And, and, you, know. I, I, you know, I I think it is basically it's because um, they don't need us. <laughs> no, I, I think- don't. No. I think these big, the, the, obviously, the so-called bigger clubs now are more interested in finishing fourth in the league than winning a trophy, like in this in this country. They want Champions League, yeah. Champions and League. What yeah. are people? What are people's thoughts on changing it up a bit? And you're more of a champion, in my opinion, if you win the FA Cup or the League Cup yeah. than finishing fourth in the league. I've you honestly, know? Paul, Paul, I've honestly had the privilege when I went to Liverpool. I have had the privilege with my eldest son, Adam. Two Neanderthals came up the stairs with the FA Cup. And I says, mate, I says, please, let us hold it. He says, oh, no sponsors. I said, dude, I said, don't do sponsors. I've got Birmingham City tattooed on my arm. I'm never likely to see it again. And he gave me the FA And I've got a photograph on, on my phone, Paul, with me and my son with the FA Cup sitting on his head. You know what? That is what the FA Cup is all about. It's, it's, about, it's about, I mean, it was everything to us. It really was. Yeah. And, I, and, I, and I don't know whether you younger people really understand what was involved in the FA Cup final as we were kids, you know, growing yeah. up with, we're now in the 70s, you know what I mean? Well, it, it'd start at 10 o'clock in the morning, wouldn't it? And it'd be on no. until like 6 o'clock. It would start, Paul, it would Fight literally start the time that those two teams were announced as winners. And it would start mm-hmm. then, and it would be on the news every day, every day, every day. And... You know, we'd be at school. I was at junior school. Half the school would be supporting, well, this was one, I remember, Sunderland. The other half, Leeds, yeah? And we would mass brawl. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> it just needs to be, it needs to be reborn. And <clears throat> that's my suggestion. That's the first thing I'd do. If you want but, the but Nick, Nico, Nico, Paul, Nico used to have his family sit around the TV to watch the FA Cup final. This is in Belgium. It's got nothing to do with English football. And yet around the world, this influence, this massive influence of one trophy was so immense. And, uh, you know, what? It, it, you know, it enthralled everybody. Everybody was mm. interested in the other. And then, and then the, you know, the, the parade afterwards. Oh, my God. Blimey, the losing team would have 40,000, 50,000 people on the streets. Huh? Yeah. That's yeah. what it was all about. Yeah. It was it was all about the working man, right, and his game of football. And now that we've gone to the prawn sandwich era, and you know boxes and this, that, and the other, yeah. To me, to me, 
I don't know if football's almost done for. I'll, I'll be honest with you. Like now, more I love Nathan standing on the terraces in the cock, the tilt, and, and uh, I, I know, I know, health and state and all that. <laughs> what do you think? What, what do you think of that, Nico? If you finish fourth in the league or third in the league, you know, you're less of because they call it the Champions League. You know, you're mm. less of a champion. Sure, How are you a champion if you come fourth? Exactly. So if you win the FA Cup or you win the League Cup, in my opinion. You're more of a champion, aren't you? Than finishing third or fourth in the league, I think. You you win a cup. You yeah. win exactly. When you when you're fourth, obviously, and then you go into the Champions League, probably money wise, it's better for the club. Yeah. But winning a trophy and especially the F, the FA Cup is is, is as much as to me, and I'm obviously maybe from an older generation, but it's much more meaning than than finishing fourth or fifth in the league. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm. Very, very so, sorry, Paul. Going back to the FA Cup, Nico, as a player. I mean, as fans, we look forward to the draw. We, uh, I still, I still get excited yeah. about it. Did you, as a player, ever see the draw? It? Yeah, I never, I never failed to watch the draw, Mark, as a child. It yeah. was brilliant. It was everything. Uh, the, the FA Cup, like from when it, it, it came into, you know, like the likes of Kid and Showers, when they knocked us out. You know, well, I remember, you know, I remember the dreams, I... the dreams of, 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 of you know. Perhaps even a Sunday league team mm. could get to, you know, a, a, a decent kind of stadium. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and you'd be you'd be sitting there waiting. Birmingham City, you want Liverpool away or Liverpool yeah. at home or Man United at home or Man United away. And then you draw Kidderminster Arias and we get beat. Yeah, that's right in front of six and a half thousand. Yeah. I was there. I was there. Nico, I was there, by the way. I was there. <laughs> um, just before we go on I must mention the competitions we've got a competition running on our uh, Facebook group page for uh, for the England shirt but also there's a chance to win two exclusive tickets to see Barry Fry and Mark Ward and that's coming up on the oh 3rd of December now, I want somebody to video that Chris right? and I want to run a talk, talk competition on how many swear words now it's a very easy competition to to win these two tickets all you've got to do is to share this stream so share this stream even after the stream's finished you can still share it and then i will do a draw later in the week probably thursday friday and two lucky winners are going to win a uh, ticket each to go and see barry fry mark ward on the 3rd of december very good. There you go. That's, that, that, Paul, Paul, that is 15 days before my party. <laughs> We'd better <laughs> get on to the 1 to 11, haven't we, uh, Chris? Oh, crikey, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. I do. Crikey, where's time going, man? It's 25 Yeah, yeah. Do, do, do you to, oh, no. What do you want to do first, Paul? So, Nico, we've asked you to pick your strongest 11, haven't we, from the players that you played with for us? Yeah. So, no, no pressure. Everyone's watching. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and I'll tell you what else, Nico, right? You watch text messages, emails, and your social media tonight after this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. All those people you yeah. thought were friends. Yeah. <laughs> um, obviously, the players I play with, obviously, the most of them, obviously, where we played Premier League football, although, you know, I, I'm still very fan of the group that we won promotion with, especially also the first season when we, well, saved ourselves quite comfortably uh, in, in the Premier League the first season. Yeah. Um, my goalkeeper would be Mark Taylor. Mike Taylor, sorry. Ah, oh, yeah. brilliant. He, yeah, good choice. Not only a, a fantastic colleague, a great person, but also, in my opinion, 
very very good goalkeeping you know uh, after uh, I did my cruise shit they brought him into the club I, 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 I to be honest I never saw him as my competitor or anything you know obviously you try and do your best to to uh, to play and uh, but I could live at the time with Mike being goal because he was because he was excellent and he and he's played some I remember a game in Arsenal, which eventually we lost one 0 But I, I think they had like like thirty shots on target, and uh, yeah, he was he was outstanding that afternoon. And uh, but there are so many games of him, and uh, no, he really. saved the penalty as well. Yeah, yeah. I was, he, I did. Was that one. he did. Yeah. He did, Mark. But we lost. Yeah. Took him out. Get somebody else in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Mike, without a question over that. Although I have to, be, I have to say, Benno, Benno was also uh, fantastic, uh, a lad, and a great person to have in your dressing room. A really steady goalkeeper. Um, so, but but Mike obviously with his qualities, I, I can't go around him. Um, my four defenders, I have um, obviously on the right, Mario Melchiot, which we got from Chelsea. Yeah, a uh, uh, bit of a Dutch arrogance on him, but uh, I mean, as a as a as a player, I know he was he was quite an athlete. Uh, could go down the right side, uh, could play, could pass and play. Um, he was just a I doubt a little bit between him and Jeff Kenner, but um, but 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 Mario had a little bit more to offer on the ball, in my opinion. Yeah. Do you remember his little lollipop in front of Leandro when we were two up against them at St. Oh, Andrew? yeah. <laughs> That's my memory of him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, also a great guy. Uh, really. So, uh, um, so uh, I, I, good choice, I think, on the right side. Um, two central defenders, uh, Kenny Cunningham and Matthew Hobson. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Doesn't look like, or did it look like, uh, like your 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 rough, all uh, all challenging, winning central defender? But he was he was clever. He um, uh, great great professional as well. You know, you could come in the training. <laughs> he was there first, last one to leave. You know, uh, very dedicated. Uh, never looked like you know the one who's gonna give you fifty yards balls on the chest or stuff like that. But he he he, he did his job. Uh, and Matthew Hobson, obviously big and strong, great left foot, um, strong in the challenges. You know, um, coming from Arsenal, you know, um, made it to the national team as well. Um, so, yeah, he was quality for Birmingham City. Definitely, he was quality. He's the best centre-half I've ever seen at St Andrews in my time. Yeah, yeah, yeah I agree. Yeah. I agree. Um, I also, uh, also very dedicated. I know he had one or two bad injuries, but... The way he uh, did his rehab and everything was was you know you could see this boy uh, I he was very dedicated and uh, he uh, combined with his quality he was a was a great player for Birmingham City absolutely yeah left uh, I, I chose for Jamie Clapham um, Jamie was maybe I, I uh, sort of a, a six six and a half every game never stood never there also never there you could argue there that uh, I. For example, we talked about Mark and Martin Granger before we started the show. Martin was very dedicated, very he was a pit bull on the pitch. And obviously, uh, I think Jamie is as a bit a bit more fine-tuned uh, player in that respect. Martin's but, listening. Martin's <laughs> listening. <laughs> he's, he's, coming, he's got his tranquillist with the tunnel right now, mate. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we have to make choices in there with <laughs> oh, bless. Um, the Premier League, it was like, you know, uh, he was my choice on the left back. Then the centre of the midfield, I chose for, for uh, Robbie Savage and Muzzy, is it? Robbie, Robbie because he, he could not only talk, but he could also run. <laughs> so, yeah. 
Great guy. We've had him on the show. And you know what? He's on him he's, in your team. He, 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 he wasn't really well liked before he came on the show, right? And the plaudits and, 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 the, and the love that was showed for him after he came on and spoke frankly and honestly to all the Birmingham City supporters. And uh, hopefully Paul Devlin will be listening tonight because I think that they're going to arrange him to come on the pitch at half-time one day soon, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. What he's doing at Macclesfield as well. The, I watched the programme recently. Oh, with, oh, a documentary. oh unbelievable. Oh, really? did you see that goal yesterday, Paul? Mm. How was that? No? From the halfway line, the Macclesfield player. Oh, I saw that, yeah. Oh. Yeah, the Macclesfield goal, yeah. Okay. Uh, right, okay, right. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna really interrupt. But like before I forget this, you know what I'm like, mate. I'm sorry. But the crew man of the match on Saturday was I know 17 gonna... year old. Right, and instead of getting a bottle of champagne, you got a bag of crisps <laughs> and some chapel cakes. <laughs> yeah. I saw that. I saw That's that. Wild. <laughs> oh. Sorry, Nick. No, no. So no, Robbie, Robbie, I, Robbie came when we were uh, first season of Premier League, and uh, you know he was a nuisance. You would rather have him in your team than them playing against him because I, if you lose your temper, you just you, you would just smack him in the face. But but he was very useful for us in what he did. He he ran about. He uh, he was here, there, everywhere, and uh, very useful for the team. Absolutely. Muzzy, is it? It's a shame. I know he's been injured a lot. He didn't play that many games, but. I, I, I'm sure that if he had been fit, we probably would have, you know, more chance to stay up when we the, when we got relegated in 2006. Yeah, he, he had quality, uh, he had vision on the ball, he, he could fight a challenge. Um, you know, um, he was just a good player in the middle of the park. He had energy, um, so it's a shame. But I, I really liked him as a player. Um, that's that, that that's some of that he signed in 2004. We'd signed Heskey, Gronkia, is it? Yeah. Uh, I, I was pinching myself. I was thinking this is like some sort of a Galactico era. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, <laughs> it was <laughs> unbelievable, really, when you look back. Yeah, as I said, like it's really Mozzie has been so unfortunate with his injuries because he would have he would have done a great job for Birmingham. Craig Courtney, get Muzzy's it on the show, please. Craig Courtney, Mr. Fitzer, get Muzzy is it on the show. We want Ozzy yeah. to come and talk to us. Yeah. yeah. On the right hand side, I had Jermaine Pennant. Yeah, yeah. brilliant. But he could play. Yeah. He could yeah. Uh, break down. He, you know, he could run behind defense. He could give great crosses. Um, he was a good boy, good lad. Uh, he, could play, he could play. Do you think that tag weighed him down a little bit? <laughs> <laughs> no, but he, 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 had, he had a lot of potential. Maybe he didn't use his. To his full, but but um, but he he could play. He could he was quick. He could pass people. Uh, he could throw great crosses in the box. If he was with, with his mind at the game, then he would kill defenses uh, all day long. Uh, absolutely. And on the left, obviously, I couldn't go around Stanley. Stanley Lazaridis. Well, uh, yeah. What a legend he is. Uh, one of my closest friends as well at my time in Blues and. Uh, I hear him now and again from far or Perth in Australia. You know, Stanley was a great character, you know, uh, special style as well with his long stride. Uh, mm. um, great lad in the dressing room as well. Could also make a difference on his day. Um, was also uh, very professional in terms of doing doing a job for the team. So um, one I could not exclude from from my eleven. And then up front, I, uh, obviously, we spoke about him as well. Christophe Dugary. It was the, uh, I knew that was going to happen. <laughs> I'll, go around, I'll go around him. Yeah. Um, with his flair, his elegance. Obviously, uh, when you know when he came, um, uh, you know he's been at Barcelona and all the great teams. 
Mm. But he came the first time. I actually not the first time, but all he just drove a little rover coming into the ground in a sloppy jeans and a t-shirt, and <laughs> he was just one of the lads, you know, from from day one. Seriously, Nico, how the hell did we manage to sign him? Well, fair play. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. Out of his when you look, you look back at a World Cup winner. I mean, okay, we had Alberto Tarantini back in the seventies, didn't we? Yeah. No, yeah. It was for good... an hour. For an hour. There's one from Mr. Courtney. Craig Courtney, Alberto Tarantino. <laughs> Craig Courtney, I will buy your beer all night long if you get Alberto Tarantini on the show. I doubt he's got all that air now. Yeah. <laughs> still around. He's still around. Uh, Lesky, yeah. I'll go around him as well. Obviously, uh, uh, I lived next door to him. Uh, I lived at my time of Bruce. I lived in Meriden. He was my neighbor, or I was his neighbor. Uh, but um, what a yeah, what a great guy, you know. Um, Meriden, Meriden, yeah. It's posh there. You have to get out the bank. <laughs> it's sinking. Oh uh, no, no, it's not that posh now. No, it's oh, it's pretty... not posh. Sorry, all is it, Chris? No, no, it's rough. It's rough. <laughs> you know the bull's head, the centre of England. Yeah, it? yeah, yeah. Centre of England. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, I used to go fishing down at um, Packington. Yeah, Packington. Yeah, yeah. I mean, off, just off the airport, but the old fly fishing. Isn't that where people went dogging? <laughs> Oh, no, <laughs> no, I don't believe you've done that, Chris Brown. No, oh. taking the dogs for a walk and that. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Alan, I'll tell you a real true story, and I don't know whether I should or not. Right, but <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Twitter, brilliant, brilliant. Twitter's brilliant. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, right, OK. There was a certain player from across the, the road called Sam Collymore, and there was like a Birmingham City competition to it to get Stan Collymore to block you. I think he's blocked over a million people, right? Mm -hmm. And he was bragging about how he was going to go to uh, uh, that ground down there, and they were playing Liverpool, and he would be commentating this and the other. And I just wrote on Twitter, will they let you dog in? <laughs> I've got my man! Hey! <laughs> <laughs> did, we get, did, we, did we get to the end, sorry? Uh, uh, no, time, we didn't. Who's we do, Gary? <laughs> <laughs> Where are we? Yeah, go on. Who's, who's up front with Doug Harry? Sorry, I didn't catch uh, that. Emil Heskey. Emil Heskey. Oh, Emil Heskey. Uh, Emil Heskey. Emil Heskey. Yes, yes. Oh, you, was, you was his neighbour in Meriden, yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, obviously, you know, uh, two metres tall and one metre large. So, you know, he was he was a big, big, big fella, but oh, so nice. But, he, you know, he was strong up front. Um, yeah. He was our, so our target man, you know. He, uh, but he, he ran, he chased. He, uh, I, I wouldn't say he was the most... Technically finished player, but 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 he had a certain work rate as well. Um, and then I always say, like when there is somebody alongside him who could run around him and play off him, he, they, 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 both of them would uh, ter I terrorize defenses. You know, so uh, that would have yeah. been the, that would have been the dream, wouldn't it? To get to keep Forsell fully fit and at his best. Yeah, Kel Forsell. Yeah, him and Heskey would have been. absolutely. We would have been top ten, wouldn't we? Really. Another right. example of a player like just like Muzzy, uh, Mikel had his, uh, his injuries, and uh, I never been able to. You know, he scored some goals for us. Don't don't get me wrong, but he could have scored a lot more if he. I think he had a, a severe knee problem that came up every now and again, and and that hampered him in his in his because uh, he could have gone further. You know, he was a prolific. Yeah, uh, yeah. absolutely. And the, and the captain. The captain would be if I. He was also my captain at Blues. It was Kenny Cunningham. You know, uh, Kenny Cunningham. Yeah, right, right. right. He, every time I played, he was captain. He was, yeah, he was, you know, uh, he had a certain leadership on him, although you wouldn't 
tell it when you see him, but when you saw him, but he, he had a natural leadership around him. And when he said something in a dressing room, people would listen. Yeah. Even mm-hmm. Robbie Savage would shut up then and then listen to what he had to say. <laughs> oh, that's something. That's Savage don't know actually. It shows you what sort of uh, personality that Kenny Cunningham was. Yeah. Yeah. And I know it's a simple answer, and I know I think we all know this answer, but your manager. Obviously, Steve Bruce, because I had, yeah. yeah, I know I had Trevor Francis who brought me to the club, and Trevor, obviously, everybody knows Trevor, great person, fantastic, uh-huh. uh, great player, great history. Uh, but obviously, I had uh, Steve for the further three and a half years. Uh, we won promotion, played in the Premier League with him. I had him before at Huddersfield Town as well, um, and I also always had a special relationship with him. So, uh, yeah, you know what. Nico, the absolute truth is, and this is from, I'm sure, from every Birmingham City supporter listening to this tonight, is that had Steve Bruce not have made that exodus across the city, we would be asking for a statue. Well, Steve also played for Birmingham City, yeah. Yes, he did, yeah, yeah. I was in Mallorca. I was in Mallorca, right? Cool, you didn't like travelling, don't you? It's it's a little village just up the road. They're always always somewhere else (laughs) when all the big decisions are made. (laughs) And no, I was but, genuinely but, in Mallorca. It's, it's, and, and, and Steve Bruce had signed for us. And um, um, the other lad from Chelsea with the gold tooth. What was his name? Paul Furlong. Furlong, yeah. What's going on here? Nick, Nick, don't go away again. <laughs> well, hang on. Every time I go away, we sign good players. Yeah, I was thinking that. Nick, Is go away. Right, Alan, you can Let's pay, buy him a ticket pay, to somewhere. Alan, you can pay for yeah, yeah. solid again. You, <laughs> <laughs> you know, if we, if we club together, I'll bet loads of people would contribute. Nick should fly away on FA Cup final day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll be working on getting you back, don't worry. <laughs> every, every week. Yeah. Right, well, Alan's uh, doppelganger. I'm going to go for Grandad off um, Only Fools and Horses. Thank you very much. <laughs> During the war. Can I go and get me hat? Somebody, somebody, somebody mentioned Guess Who earlier. I thought that was quite yeah. a good one. Right, <laughs> like, Paul, we're 20, 22. 20 minutes, to, 20, 20 minutes in the show left, Paul. Can we do the Who? Yeah. Okay, so let's do the Who. Yeah, quirky, let's do so, the Who. So this is a player that you briefly played before us that's going to be speaking. If you think you know who it is, give us the first letter of his surname and then we'll see if our viewers can can get who it is. So we're going to play someone speaking for 15 seconds. You've played with him for us. Um, I'm pretty confident about that. Well, you've definitely been in the same squad. Um, <laughs> Probably. You know who it is. Just give us the first letter of his surname, please. I don't know if I've got the right one. Here we go. Yeah, I think positive results are imperative anyway, I think. But before the last international break, it was it was great to, to go into it, you know, knowing that you'd, you'd had a good result and you'd worked so hard. It's probably about performance as well. I think Saturday is different because it was about the treat. Mm. Easy, easy. Any ideas? No? <laughs> no. You ain't got a clue. No? I'll do it again. Here we go. Yeah, I think positive results are imperative anyway, I think. But before the last international break, it was it was great to, to go into it, you know, knowing that you'd, you'd had a good result and you'd worked so hard. It's probably about performance as well. I think Saturday is different because it was about the treat. Yeah. <laughs> There's loads of tries. I'll go through some of the people on the chat box have gone through. Um, uh, Jason Hughes has gone for Damien Johnson. Uh, Jeff Kenner, Mark Woods. Oh, that's what I was Carr, Jeff Kenner. Uh, Fahi, uh, Jeff Kenner seems very popular. I, I was thinking about Jeff Kenner, but I'm not sure about. Um, he's got the the same sort of accent, but but the voice, I don't know. It could could be him, but it's not. It's not Jeff Kenner. 
There's a twang in there, isn't there? Can you put it on one more time? Yeah, 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 of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I think positive results are imperative anyway, I think. But before the last international break, it was it was great to, to go into it, you know, knowing that you'd, you'd had a good result and you'd worked so hard. It's probably about performance as well. I think Saturday is different because it was about the tree. So after Trevor Francis, I'm going to say, oh, yes, um, dear me. You know what year he played with me? Yeah, first season that he came to us. So it was just after Trevor left. Um, mm. in, between, in between Trevor and Steve Bruce, we had a, quite a long period, didn't we, while Steve Bruce was doing his garden. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and um, we, had him, we had him on loan for a period of time. I'll give you a clue. He played the same position as Jeff Kenner. That's a, that's I, think, I think, I think, Paul, I might even have this one. I have no. never got one right in all the years. If I've you've got it right, I'm right. buying your beer all week. <laughs> You're buying my beer all week? Yeah, if you get it right. You only get one go, though. Go on. Have you got a... Are you mortgaging this? <laughs> Alan, what, Alan, what are you thinking, I'm going to go right now. I'm going to go. I'm going to get them right. I, and I don't know, because I, I don't know, because I don't know. I'm going to go Keith Farley. No, it's not Keith Farley. Ah! Oh, yeah, thank God for that. I see. <laughs> <laughs> It was after it was after Nico uh, Keith Farhey. He was signed by uh, Alex McLeish, wasn't it? Mm. Well, I don't know. Do I? I ain't got a memory. No. Uh, the, uh, oh. I can remember us loaning him right back. Yeah. Um, got to say somebody's got it, and I think Anthony Bailey deserves a present uh, prize for that. Oh, well, a present. <laughs> a present. Yeah. Let's, let's Christmas present. Birthday paper. I know who this. I just can't get his name. I, I see him in front of me. I know it now. What's he look like? Uh, lightly coloured. Yeah, he's got, he's, got, he's got two arms, two legs, and a head. And a body. He's tall. He's tall. He's tall. He's got football boots on, Chris. He's yeah. got football boots on. Yeah. Okay. I'll, um, I'll, I'm, I'm going to say of, yes, of course. But uh, okay, one of these, one of these people is the is is the winner, right? John McCarthy, Keith Farhey, Forsell, Colin Doyle, Kelly. So, ah, Curtis Fleming, yeah. one of them. Well, we know it's not Keith Party, right? <laughs> uh, uh, oh, sorry, it's all right. I'm having back spasms. Ow, ow. Oh, get her off it. <laughs> okay, should we give the answer? <sighs> yeah, I think you got it now, you, Nico. Yeah. Just started, did you? <laughs> Go on, Nico. No. Yeah, Kelly. No. Kelly? No. 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 It's Curtis Fleming. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. Okay, no, I, I wouldn't. Have Close. <laughs> it was a short spell, wasn't it? It was like like three or six months. It wasn't long. It wasn't long. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course. Well, about having four right backs on loan. We had Peter Atherton, Curtis Fleming, and then you know I think we started the season with Jerry Gill, didn't we? Jerry Gill. Jerry Gill on the Tilton Talk Show, the highest ever audience of 97,600 around the world. And he's on Jerry, to us. He's on Jerry, to us. Jerry, 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 Jerry. 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 Yeah, that's yeah. right. Uh, John, yeah. sure. John Donahoe says, you can tell how much Nico loved uh, his time at Red Blues. A great lad and loved the fans. Brawl show as always. Lads, loving it. Keep right on. Oh, bless you. Thank you, mate. Thank you. And that's the reason we do it, Chris, is for people like that. And people out there that you know what, Nico? We, we, all through COVID, we carried these shows going on Zoom just so that we could keep Birmingham City fans connected. And we should have had a BAFTA by now. Mm. A, a BAFTA. 
should have should have had a bath. Oh, I'm sorry, I should have had a bath. Come on, uh, Mr. Uh, Shane, come on, Mr. Shane. Sorry, we're into the last fifteen minutes, ladies and gentlemen. And Paul's had a marvelous suggestion for tonight's uh, fifteen minutes. What we do now, Nico, is we would associate something with football. And this, if it doesn't make me cry, doesn't make me happy. <laughs> <laughs> Off you go, Paul. So this week, it's anything to do with ice cream or desserts. Oh. Ice cream and ice desserts. Cream. Desserts, yeah, and football. Ice cream desserts. Yeah. Uh, I'm going a... for... No, I'm going, I'm, going to, I'm going to do the first one, Chris, right? Okay. Ice cream hot to chocolate. Oh. <laughs> I'll, I'll, kick us off. I'll, I'll kick us off with Guy Moosey. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, no, sorry, sorry, Paul. Paul, I want to correct you there, mate. You didn't kick us off. I'm, I'm losing my voice again. He's, is oh, Alan? Oh. Is Alan getting ready to fly around the world all in one day in December? <laughs> you got to think about that. You got to think about it. Uh, I didn't hear that, Chris. Sorry. Uh, Actually, can I, can I can I say a double go- double uh, oh, around the world in eighty days? Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say Alan. Alan's Alan's got a touch of um, Richard Attenborough. Yeah, 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 yeah. A and, young one, a young one. And also, <laughs> and also, Nico, you remind Spike me of... Spike Milligan. Um, no, Spike Milligan. He is Spike <laughs> Milligan. <laughs> uh, Nico, Nico looks Nico. nothing like Spike Milligan. No. <laughs> I was going oh, to say, uh, Nico reminds me of Everybody Loves Raymond, Ray Romano. Oh, <laughs> I love that. I love that show, yeah. He's Spike that, Milligan. Yeah. It's on my screen, that is Spike Milligan. I promise you. <laughs> <laughs> Spike Milligan is buried about a mile from my house. Really? Next hill. Oh, yeah. Right. Okay. okay. And his epitaph is, I told you I was ill. Exactly right. It's yeah, not, that's it's right. It's not a myth. It's actually there. We've yeah, seen it. Yeah, it is there. It is yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, I told uh, you I was ill. Lionel Eaton Messi. That's the good one. Nico. Lionel what? Lionel Eaton Messi. Eaton Messi. Eaton Messi. He wouldn't know he doesn't eat posh food. Uh, Nico Bocca Glory Classen. Whoa. Jelly and a bowl of ice cream. (laughs) (laughs) Bruce Grubble Ball. Oh, Uh, stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Ice cream Bennett. Jelly Gill. Jerry Gill. Jelly. Oh, Jelly Gill. Jelly, jelly, jelly Gill. Jelly Gill. Jelly <laughs> Spotted Julian Dix. Pizza Taylor. That's good. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Pizza Taylor. Pizza Taylor. Pizza Taylor. I know, yeah. Uh, Pat Rice Pudding. Oh, yeah. Good one. Good one. <laughs> Nico definitely liked the captain from the film Titanic. Stand back or I'll shoot you like the dogs that you are. <laughs> While we're on that subject, what's your favourite film, Nico? My favourite film? Dear me. I'll say Titanic. Probably <laughs> oh, no. after this, Charlie, the chocolate factory. <laughs> no. So, uh, I don't know. No, it's uh, not really a favourite film. Um, no. I, um... Right, I'll help you out, Nico. Right, my missus said to me last night, oh, she's I want to watch Fifty Shades of Grey. So I took a photograph of her head. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I'm glad you said head. No. What's your favourite sport other than football? Um, well, you know what's very popular in Belgium at the minute? I, I used to play tennis uh, after I stopped playing football. But now, Padel... How do you guys? Uh, yeah, paddle, paddle, like paddle tennis. Hmm? Yeah, yeah, 
It's become more and more popular in Belgium now, actually. Uh, okay, explain the rules to me quickly. Uh, it's actually just, just, sort of a mix between uh, squash and, and, and tennis. You know, they, uh, the pitch is quite... No, 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 Nico, right? You can't have a mixture of squash and tennis. Squash has got a wall, tennis has got a net. The ball well, well, you have both. It goes right round. I've seen it, yeah. It goes right the way round, yeah. You have you have walls which you can use, and uh, and you have another in the middle. Same, but it it it, it needs more technique and less movement. Uh, it's oh, I like that bit. Fun. I like that bit. Let's move it. You could play it. Yeah, exactly. No, he yeah. couldn't. No, he couldn't. No. <laughs> Nick, I'm six, I'm Nick, I'm, Nick, I'm six on I'm six on Christmas Day. I don't think I've ever yeah, mentioned yeah. it before, but I'm six. Like me and Sport are done. Hold your record. you you can. Oh God. <laughs> Sorry, I'm losing my voice again now. I've, I've spent far too much tonight. Jan to Mulby Mol- Wally Polly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's got a nice ring to it, though. Yeah, Declan Rice Pudding. Lots of Choc Ice. Stephen Kelly's oh. Ice Cream. Oh, Nico, Nico Bocca Glory. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. That's clever. <laughs> Troy Wuldini. Troy Fuldini. That's crap. Harry Redknapp's Wally Poli. Humberto Solero. Banana Hadjuk Split. Four out of ten. There's loads coming here. Come on, come on. Read them out, read them out, read them out. Okay, quickly. Banana Hadjuk Split. I've done that one. Ben and Jerry's Guilt. I like that one, That'll do. Go on, Paul. I was going to say, Nico, any funny stories you can tell us about, like dressing room pranks or any pranks well, at the track round? Any funny, anything worth? Uh... I, I told you that uh, that uh, Emil Heskey was my neighbour, and um, we in our garden we had some trees, and in those trees there were some pigeons uh, that would, sorry for my expression, but shit our furniture all over. <laughs> <laughs> and I had a neighbour. A couple of rows further, actually a blue supporter who had like sort of a rifle gun. Oh, <laughs> he said, "Like, listen, one Wednesday afternoon when you when you when you're free, I come down, we will have a beer, and then we shoot some pigeons in your tree." <laughs> okay, no problem. So indeed, on the, on a Wednesday afternoon, I was alone at home, and uh, he came over with his rifle gun, and uh, were obviously pigeons in the tree, and he shot one, fell down. I shot one, he shot one. And then I shot again, and I hit the, the, the pigeon, but it flew away, and it ended in Emil's garden. So the next morning, I get a phone call from Emil, who was already at the ground because he was injured, and he had to be early in. And he says, Nico, have you left already? I said, no, not yet. I'm about to leave. He said, like, would you mind popping in? Because my dog, I don't know how, but my dog caught a pigeon. <laughs> so I, went, I went to his house. And it is, uh, uh, I would say this, this is uh, the back door, is this veranda, um, this terrace. There was this dog with a pigeon in his mouth, and it was all full of blood and feathers. Oh, so, oh. <laughs> I never told uh, Emil the story, you know, so, uh, <laughs> so uh, yeah, that was one. Uh, no, and then I had also uh, one little bust up with, with, with Robbie Savage in the, in the dressing room. Uh, I think. Ooh. Once mentioned it on uh, on Talk Sport uh, a couple of years ago. You know, Robbie was always uh, talking, 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 and, and thinking he was funny in the dressing room. So uh, one morning he was going on about Belgium and uh, making funny jokes, stupid jokes actually. And uh, I hadn't, didn't have my best morning, so uh, 
I went up to him and um, I said, like, listen, you're going to stop it or uh, I'm going to smash you in the face. You know, he's just like... <laughs> and uh, and then he started, continued to make jokes. And then I, I grabbed him in the store and put him against the wall. And then obviously the other lads came in. But I have to say, then the gaffer heard of it. And he said, uh, after training, you two come in my office. And then I have to say, Robbie said, uh, Robbie walked in and before anybody said anything, Robbie said, listen, gaffer, uh, it was my my mistake. I took it too far. I apologize. Uh, don't blame it on Nico, blah, blah, blah. So I have to say, uh, there he showed uh, Robbie who he was. Like, you know, he was... Uh, and do you know what? Do you know what he did, Nico? When he, when, he came, when he came on this show, he showed exactly the same side of him, right? And people were writing on, on our talk, uh, talk and talk page that they were going to rip him, this, that, and the other. And when he came on, and he said, I want to apologise to every Birmingham City fan for the way I left. Mm. Yeah. And he went through the scenarios, yeah? And <laughs> there was a lot of wrong things said about him in the press and this, something of that. But you know what? Robbie Savage put our shirt on. Robbie Savage gave us our hour. And Robbie Savage will always be a one-time Birmingham City player. End up. Yeah. Uh, just a few before we go. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, Pat Rice put in. Oh. Uh, Paul Inspy. In, in Paul. No, yeah. in. Yeah, lame. Lame. I'm sorry. Uh, Rocky Road, Castle Road. Yeah. Mr. Whippy 199. Mr. Whippy 99 players for Barry Fry. <laughs> Mark Baskin Robbins. James Forrest Gatto. Dealey had a mm-hmm. bowl of custard. <laughs> 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 That's the one. I'm so sorry, everybody. That ain't I want to know who said that one. Have a guess. Oh, Pete Taylor. Yeah, yeah, Oh, yeah, my yeah, God. Yeah. Oh, he does it so often. Uh, Pete Denver Taylor Bull. used to be a comedy writer for uh, <laughs> Joe Lysett. Yeah. Uh, Denver Rum Barber. Uh, oh, I like that one. Uh, Brum and Raisin. And that's a lot. Nick, there we go. Okay. Wrap it up. Yeah. You know what? Uh, Birmingham City lose at the weekend and... By Monday, we've got over it. I think, personally, we have got a really good squad and a really good manager, and we're just having the bad rub of the green at the moment. I, I, I think that, right? We sit together because we're Birmingham City fans, and we absolutely sit together. Now, if 30,000 of you want to come to my party downstairs and have one old gross, you can have a tiny piece of scratch you need, right? <laughs> You're very welcome. You're very welcome. But when it comes to really, really kind of sensitive things. This is a club that sticks together. This is a club that comes together. And this is a club that helps each other out, right? And that's from supporter level, absolute. Tonight, wow, running inside this stream. You know what, Chris? We have these interviews and you think, oh God, what are you going to talk about? And it just flows. And it's flown tonight, ladies and gentlemen, like a melted ice cream down the bottom of the cone. <laughs> I've got to give. I've got to give grateful thanks, and as always, to you know what people that are a massive, massive part of my life. Mark, Andrew, Adams. Thank you, mate. It's all right. Anytime. <laughs> all right. I'll, send, <clears throat> I'll send you the invoice later, son. My good friend, my savant. He's he's like got the memory that I wished I ever had. I have no idea how you do it, mate. I really don't, but I didn't buy it before it. The one only Mr. Sheen. Paul, here it is. <laughs> Who are you? Good night, all. Three points tomorrow night. Oh, hang on. No, sorry, 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 Paul. 
Dixon of Doc Green used to say that back in the 60s. <laughs> we wouldn't remember that. Oh, YouTube it later, mate. <laughs> <laughs> From a good friend uh, right down south, Alan Watton. Good night, all. God bless you. He is definitely granddad of Holy Falls and all, isn't he? He really is. You just need... Right, bleach that beard for next week and I need it a bit whiter on your ink. Okay. One of the nicest people I've ever, 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 ever known in my life, right? Uh, and I've been with you now for 11 years and I'm sick to Christmas Day. And if you don't come to my family on the 18th of November, I will not be sending you any crap in the post. <laughs> my friend, my beautiful friend, I love him to bits, Chris Brown. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why... But tonight, ladies and gentlemen, from me, good night, God bless, take care. This has been the Talk Talk Show, sponsored by Horse Sports. And, of course, the Garrison Coffee Company. And... Go on, go on, you can do it, Nick. Good French Polisher! Well done, well done. But tonight, <laughs> belongs, belongs to a... You know what, I, I can't use hero in, 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 in the right sense sometimes. Everybody probably knows why. But this guy has been a hero our football club and an absolute rock in goal and we loved him and we love him still the one and only the last words from you sir tonight God bless you and thank you for joining us from Belgium Nico Masson thank you it was an absolute pleasure and uh, I wish you all guys and all Blues fans the best for the rest of the season and above all good help and uh, let's play take this club back to where it belongs absolutely Pleasure, thank you. And you, sir. Follow me the blues. We love you. What more can we say?